We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast welcome back packers fans to the pack a day podcast the thursday edition is upon us another packers game looms as the packers return back home to lambeau field they will host the la chargers after a tough Loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road last week. I'm half your Thursday crew, Jason Perrone. You can find some of my work on X slash Twitter at Jason Perrone. I also do the Quick Slants podcast over at Game On Wisconsin. With me, as always, of Packer Report is Mark Eckel. Mark, the song is is becoming similar week after week. Uh, yes and no. I mean, the loss. The the bottom line is the same. The Packers lost, but I that wasn't. I was in. And listen, I'm not into moral victories. This isn't. JV high school football where you, you just want to get better. But as you and I said a couple weeks ago, we, we're not – listen, this season's not going to end pretty. It's going right. to be what it is. But right. but I did see some encouragement last week. I mean – Agreed. The offense started to look – the offense, they moved the ball up and down the field. They had almost 400 yards, 399 yards. They just they had problems in the red zone. Uh, they, they didn't finish well. They made some – you know – a guy that didn't, I don't think, got enough criticism, and we, I know we're, we're here to talk defense, but but I want to get some other stuff out today, is Aaron Jones play. That's the worst game I've ever seen Aaron yeah. Jones play. Very rough day and, for I, him. and you know I love Aaron Jones. He was my He's my MVP before the season, Packer MVP. But that was the worst game I've ever seen. I don't know if he wasn't right. I mean, he showed no explosiveness carrying the ball that he usually has. Dropped two passes. Don't know what the hell he was thinking on the, in that last drive when he stayed in bounds and didn't gain a yard but took up took 30 seconds off the clock just had a bad bad game and the Packers can't afford their they have enough young guys that make mistakes they can't have their veteran leader running back make those kind of mistakes you know he, you know like I said he just had a bad bad game but I did see like I thought Jaden Reed played well I thought Wicks played well Dobbs has had another touchdown the offensive line probably played their best game against a very, very good Pittsburgh pass rush. You know, Watt got a sack, but that was, you know, Watt's a very good player. I think you told, you told me the Packers could have drafted him. Yeah, I think the Packers could have drafted him. There's a lot of other teams that could have drafted him, too. Yeah, yeah. And say, you know what I was going to you know say, Mark, that, that yeah. I'm not hearing a lot of discussion about, and I know, again, we're the defensive show, but do you remember the playoff game against the Niners two years ago they lost? Aaron mm-hmm. Jones had a long run. He had the ball in his hand. He had a long run, and he did something similar at the end of that run, yes. too, where he could have gone – 
to the right outside, got more yards or gotten out of bounds, but he turned into the defender. Yes, you're right. It was right before the half. And then they missed the field goal or they had the field goal blocked. And then and then I think I don't know if you're you're considering one of those drops, the fumble on the lateral, because the ball was lateral back to him and he couldn't yes. he couldn't catch that either and it was it yes. wasn't a bad throw wicks i think no, wicks threw that, it and got, it was a good and if, and if he catches that there's there were like six packers and no Steelers in front of him right that that would have gone forever yeah and then the other drop was on a screen a long a long long way and then of course you know he he does have the screen but Runyon can't make the block and so no, that he gets was that was that was bad on run that, that was, was bad on running yeah so i mean there was a lot of stuff a lot of stuff the offense i thought the offense came alive but on the defensive side of the ball, which is our thing here, Mark, it yeah, was another. Right. It was the third game this season. The Packers allowed over 200 yards rushing. Yeah, not a good look <laughs> at all for the run defense. Which has honestly, somebody put this up. They, they, someone said we've been dealing with this for three years, which is a lot of of the Joe Barry, Mike Pettin defense with with the run defense. But someone chimed in and said, honestly, it's probably been more like the last ten years because. Even in the Super Bowl year of twenty of twenty ten, they got really good in in the playoffs. Obviously, they won the championship. But outside of two thousand and nine, because that that season they had a good run defense. That was Clay and BJ Raji's first year on the defense. That was Capers' first year with Mike McCarthy, and they switched to the three four. But the Packers have really struggled to corral the run for much of the last ten to twelve years. If we're being honest, and and here's what I'm going to tell you about that, and I'm. I know I'm going to get people upset. I don't care about run. I mean, you can't get what you can't let what happened last week happen. But for the most part, I don't care how many rushing yards a team allows, unless they're scoring on me, which they picks. The Steelers also scored running the ball. I remember talking again. I know. I, I know. I I translate back to my days in Philly because that's what I know. But Jim Johnson is one was who's one of the best defensive coordinators. I've ever dealt with. He's, you know, if they ever put defensive coordinators in the Hall of Fame, I think he'd he'd have a shot to be in the Hall of Fame. He was that good. But I remember talking to him a lot. But one time it was it was actually after the Packers played the Eagles and they ran the Packers ran for like 200 yards in that game. They, that they had that's when they had Amon Green and uh, Najee Davenport on Tony Fisher mm-hmm. and the Packers was you know and I, I forget who the, who the Eagles were playing next. And, but I was talking to Jim. I'm like, man, your your run defense was, you know, they, they killed you. And he's like, and he gave me that look that he would give me sometimes. Like, this, this like, I don't give a f about the run defense. He's and he's basically said he's like, how they scored her points? And I said, Favre threw a touchdown to Walker, and I think for and he threw another one to I think it was Ferguson. Exactly. He said, I don't care. He says. My defense isn't built to stop the run. We're we're built to get pressure on a quarterback. We're built to, to you know pick off passes. That's what I'm that's what I'm worried about. Now he said now they're going to run on me. If they're, they're going to run 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 and score touchdowns running the ball, then I then talk to me. Or if they're going to you know have nine minute drives and hold the ball on me, and I don't get, then then I'm then we got to talk. But I don't care how many yards they get. He goes you know this isn't fantasy football where you get points for yards. You know no I don't right. You know, so again, I'm not. I don't care. But but last week bothered me because well, here's what bothers me about this Packer defense: not not how many yards they give up because it's like Jim Johnson says, this isn't fantasy football where teams get extra points for getting so many yards. This this Packer defense doesn't make any plays. Yes, they had one sack again this week, and no turnovers. Now they should have had a turnover. 
the big the one. Referees, <laughs> the referees blew. I, don't, I still can't believe that the ref blew it on the field. Okay, that happens. But then they, they reviewed it and still thought it wasn't a, a lateral? Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of at? conversation about that, about that one. But to your point. And I'm not saying that's why the Packers lost. I mean, because that was right. early enough. They had plenty of time to overcome that. But still, that was the that I, I baffled that they some that a replay re- official looked at that and said, "Oh yeah, you know, it wasn't backward." Well, the it league wasn't. has messed up a bunch. <laughs> they've messed up a bunch of stuff this year. But you made a point, and Jim Johnson made a very good point. We're built to create turnovers, yeah. and that's the one thing that the Packers defense is sorely missing this year with the lack of playmakers. And I've said before too, your best players have to play well for you to win games well Rashawn Gary didn't have a particularly great game you don't have Jair Alexander out there Rasul's gone now he's not he's not there anymore so Quay Quay was out so your Devondre was there now Devondre dropped a pick that could have potentially gone to the house well even if he doesn't go to the house he gets him the ball gets him the ball and you know all that that other kind of stuff so that's that's important too but that's that's the big issue is is that Nixon almost he picked it off, but he couldn't stay in bounds with it. Couldn't keep his feet. So you've got to make, yeah, you've got to make those plays. You've got to have your playmakers, and those those things all translate. Because Capers used to say all the time, when you look at a football game under a microscope, it really it's it's really three to five plays that determine what yeah. happens in the game. Especially, and that yeah, and that's and that's been kind of a thing. Listen, as bad as the Packers are playing, and as bad as their record is now, three and six, there's four of those games you. Give me one play, just one play in those four games, and the Packers are seven and two instead of three and six. Yeah, it's it's right? hard. To, yeah, and there's a lot of a lot of instances of that. There's a lot of history of that kind of stuff happening. I mean, last year the Vikings were the opposite of that. Yep. They were oh, a yeah. 13, 14 win team. I think they won thirteen games, right? Or maybe it was fourteen. And a lot of a lot of those were just like you know a flip of the, the ball coin. Ball bounced their way. Yeah, the ball a, bounced their way. A flip of the coin. So. The Packers just didn't. And the run defense, now this is obviously a, a big topic bad. of conversation, but but that was the issue was the Steelers went hot knife through butter and scored two easy touchdowns. I mean, we're not talking, right. we're talking walk in, drive a truck through yes. the hole touchdowns. And right. so you that's can, you so can. say what you will about run defense, but that part is bad. Jim Johnson would have said, okay, that's bad because they ran well, no, on right, us and they, they scored. And they scored running. That's and they, right. and that's, they that's scored running. I now, don't care how many yards they got because you said they got 200 yards. If they could have had 300 yards if they didn't. But if the Packers would have kept them out of the end zone, I would have said, good for them. They got 300 yards. They, they can pad their stats, but we didn't. But we stopped them from scoring. Well, no, the Packers didn't stop them from scoring. So that, that's what makes it bad to me. Is, yeah, they is got they down early again. They got down, they got down early again, and the, and the lead was tough to, to come back from because this team's just not built to play that way. They're not, they haven't learned how to come back and, and fight. I mean, they've, they have a couple come, they have the comeback win against the Saints. Like, I know they have done it. But it's not the identity. It's not how they want to play. And you should never want your team to have to come back and say, hey, we're the comeback kids. You don't you don't want to do that. You want to get out to a lead and you want to right. dictate the game and all that kind of stuff. All right. So it's been talked about a lot. And it's it's Thursday already. So it's three or two or three days later. But you covered the NFL for a long time. So we have to talk about the Matt LaFleur press conference. So Jason Wilde, ESPN Milwaukee, asked the question. We all know he asked specifically about the nickel and how they only had two down linemen. And Matt LaFleur comes back and decides to get real semantical and real technical. And I know he knows what Jason was asking. The question was, how do you feel about the run defense? But instead, Matt LaFleur decided to get cute and get semantical again and say, well, 
we had four down linemen in, in the nickel, your outside linebackers who we've got some of the bigger guys in the NFL. Okay, great. Well, you're not helping yourself out because these two huge Mongo outside linebackers coupled with your two interior defensive linemen couldn't do anything all day and couldn't, they still couldn't, couldn't stop the run. So that response right there, you've been on the other side of that. You've asked the questions, you've seen answers. What was your take on why Matt LaFleur decided to take that? And what, what did that tell us about where he's at mentally and where this team is? Yeah, well, it wasn't <laughs> – my immediate reaction to that was, uh-oh. Because that's – I mean, if, if LaFleur was always like that – and some coaches are. Belichick, you know, some guys are just always confrontation, c- confrontational with the press, right? They, they, they just want to – be that way. That's not that's not LaFleur. It's not been LaFleur for his first four years. He rarely has gotten into, gotten into that that kind of thing, you know? Because he hasn't had um, to. His back hasn't been against the wall like this. True. That's a good point. Well, he well, a couple couple games, you know, there's been games where he's made decisions that, and he's been quite... But anyway, he's usually more, you know, genuine and, and actually media-friendly for a lot of ways. But when he answered it that way, and I, and I know what his answer was, and I understand... Yes, when you when you play that, Gary and Smith are kind of stand up defensive ends. But for him to respond that way, I, he's feeling it. My again, I'm not I'm not there, but just like you said, I, I have covered a, a thousand, ten thousand press coaches press conferences. When coaches start acting like that, they're feeling so. They're Lafleur's. You know, he's three and six for the second straight year. You know. He's not coming off a 13-win season like he was his first three years. He's coming off a losing season and a non-playoff season. And it looks like he's going to have another losing season and non-playoff season. He's starting to feel that pressure, that, that, that is he, am I in trouble? Now, I don't know. I'm not saying he is or isn't, but I think he's starting to feel it. He's not, and he's, and he's fighting back. And, and that's not him. It's, so, yeah, I found that. I found his response. Now, apparently, he apologized to uh, was in Jason Wilde. Oh, good. At good. the end of the press conference, I mean, yeah. I don't know, but 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 my point, you know, and I think what you were getting at is, yeah, that's he could have answered that a lot of different ways. He 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 could have just said, "Hey, actually, we did have four. We we did have downland." But to, but to say it's comical and it's you're exposing yourself. Well, what was exposed was the Packer defense got exposed. Not, not the question, not the writers. The, the defense got it because, okay, my follow-up would have been, well, okay, then I guess your players just aren't very good against the run net. Right, which he would have loved, I'm sure. <laughs> I and mean, and he, okay, so he, because I think he did the same thing too. I think he, didn't he apologize to Pete Darty when he kind of went off on him a couple weeks ago and Pete was like, no, it's fine. He's, he doesn't do that all the time. Well, we're starting to see, like you said, right. I, I, we've, I, we've talked about Matt LaFleur a lot on this, this show. I think we've, we've made our position clear. We, we are, we're still watching very carefully to see how he navigates this and if he can navigate this team out of the funk to improvement, if he can coach up these players, get more out of them, and be the guy in the future to lead this team to more success. Mm-hmm. I think this creates a lot more questions and answers when a coach is, is – responding this way it was it just was it just wasn't a it wasn't a good look and i think at at the end of it and i know we're we're honing in on this one part of his answer but he gave a longer answer and he did talk about the run defense and he did say obviously it wasn't good enough he's not sitting here trying to make it sound like he thinks the defense played well and what are you talking about and and joe barry's my guy and he's great like i know that there's got to be some underlying 
frustration there. I'd really love to be a fly on the wall and understand how much of it they he attributes to the players and how much of it he attributes to the situation that they're being put in as, as far as like the defensive calls and all that other kind of stuff. Because listen, you've and you said it too, and you weren't wrong because we always have spirited conversations. And we had one on Sunday about the game. Is I I started talking about the coaching, and you said, listen, focus on the players on the field because they're the ones that are in the uniform on the field, touching the ball or, or affecting, affecting the ball. Right. And Mm -hmm. so that's obviously my, my next question here is these struggles that the Packers are having right now. Is it even worth looking at the scheme of Joe Barry? We know that there's limitations there. It's, it seems to me like it's a player issue and let's not forget, obviously no Jair Alexander. Rasul's gone. Eric Stokes is on injured reserve. Savage is on injured reserve. I get all that kind of stuff too. Walker. Walker has not played. Walker has not played right. Well, here's my thing. Like, there, it's both. Some of Barry's schemes baffle me. I think the one that that, that, that he was asked about was when they – I'm not sure. I'm, again, I'm not there. But, I mean, it was first and goal for the Steelers, and he's in nickel with two down linemen. And I know he had the two stand-up guys, whatever. But that's where I – I mean, again, I'm not a coach, but I, you know – I've covered a lot of football. I, I, I was the guy asking, asking those kind of questions. That's what, I don't know. I always thought goal line, short yardage situations is when you, you beef up. I would have had, you know, I would have, I wouldn't have, I would have had Devontae Wyatt out there with Slayton and Clark and still have Smith and Gary. I mean, I want all my big bodies out there. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I, obviously they got outguessed. They, they thought the Steelers were going to throw the ball. In that situation, I don't know why they would think that, but that's what they were thinking. And the Steelers sort of, sort of, maybe, maybe the Steelers were going to throw until they saw that alignment and said, "Oh my God, we could walk this in," and they did. They were smart, Um, smart if they did that. Well, let let me ask you this real quickly: Devontae Wyatt has made some plays this season. They've all been really pushing, rushing the quarterback. But how is he as a run defender? Because to me, it almost seems like. There's questions uh, about how effective he can be against the run. I still think you put him out there because he's a big body, even if you don't trust him to play the run well, because he's made some mistakes and has been in the wrong spot or has been in the wrong gap, you know, whatever whatever it is there. But in that space right there, you still have to put the big body out there, don't you? And at least I, hope I, that I, maybe they can he can make a play finally. So I, I'm not going to lie. When I'm in the middle of Packer season, I don't always eat the best. It's by far my busiest time of year. I don't have a ton of time to make healthy meals. And because of that, I end up eating a lot of unhealthy foods. And when I'm not eating healthy, my digestive system doesn't always feel the best. And I end up feeling less focused, more stressed. And it just feels like my immune system is fighting with an arm behind its back. That's why I tried AG1. I was tired of being tired and I was tired of being unfocused and I needed to kickstart my immune system and increase my energy. And when I started drinking AG1 daily, I could feel the difference in my digestive health and my daily energy. That's because AG1 is a foundational nutritional supplement that supports your body's universal needs like gut optimization, stress management, and immune support. Since 2010, AG1 has led the future of foundational nutrition, continuously refining their formula to create a smarter, better way to elevate your baseline health. Not only did I replace my multivitamin with AG1, but I love that every scoop includes probiotics for gut support, B vitamins for energy, and zinc to help support my immune health. And that's why Packaday is proud to be sponsored by AG1. AG1 is the supplement that I trust to provide the support my body needs daily. 
If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash packaday. That's drinkag1.com slash packaday. Check it out. Cue the dramatic music. We have a public service announcement. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand new performance package 5.0 Ultra. Featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere this year by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY. High-tech for low places, Manscaped. Personally, Manscaped is my go-to for all of my grooming needs. Manscaped has some crazy technology that helps prevent nicks, cuts, snags, and tugs in all those ultra-sensitive places. I also personally recommend the Crop Soother Aftershave Lotion that just makes the entire experience so much better. In an area that you have to have trust, I trust Manscaped, and you should too. Right now, you can get 20% off plus free shipping with the code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code PACKADAY at manscaped.com. I can promise you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship, so get yours today from our folks over at Manscaped. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about daily fantasy sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Prize Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the prize picks community each week. I've had so much fun making prize picks a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. I even had a fun J.K. Scott selection the other day for the Chargers game. I recently had a big win on Saturday morning in a London game, and it just made the viewing experience so much more enjoyable. It's fun, it's exciting, it's easy, and there's a level of creativity and uniqueness about it that I really, really enjoy. So go to prizepicks.com slash packaday and use code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash packaday using code packaday for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So many of you probably know that Damian Lillard was just traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. And as soon as I found out, I had to get opening day tickets immediately. And I will be there at that game because I use game time and even got to use code pack a day for $20 off, which made it even more sweet. The process was so insanely simple. They have these flash deals and you can click on the different areas of the stadium to see which prices are available. You can see the actual view of the seats. It was hassle-free and just super, super simple. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals as well. You can forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without all the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use 
use code Packaday for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Packaday for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Yeah, and he was supposed to be coming out of Georgia. He was supposed to be pretty good against the run. You know, I, I don't I don't know. That leads me to well, when you ask me what I'm writing about at the end of the show, I'll tell you. But yeah, I, I again, it's there. There are some alignments the Packers were in on defense that made me scratch my head. Some guys not not on the field at certain times of the game. I don't understand. Even and even when Smith and, and Gary are supposedly defensive ends, they were awfully wide. You know, well, what I'm and, saying? and like, when have they ever made big plays against the run? I mean, it's been well, Smith has Smith. Smith's not bad against the run. It's been a long time. I mean, it's and it's not a. It's obviously not a, a consistent thing. That's not really what they're there. Their primary purpose is right. They're they're pass rushers, and the support that the that the defense gets from. The secondary in run support, and I know that's your last line of defense. You don't want your corners and safeties making a bunch of tackles on the running back, but they're not good at either. I mean, it's 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 tough sledding. I get it from a player perspective. Right. And now let me just flip it for a second. According to some people I've read, the Packers had 16 missed tackles in that game. I heard the same. Well, that's not coaching. He didn't tell them to miss the tackle. Right. You know, like. When when you and I were texting back and forth, you were getting on Rich Bisacci a little bit after the blocked extra point. Well, he didn't tell DeGuar to stand there and let the guy go by him. See, I would have cut Josiah if I'm if if I'm the if I'm the general manager of the Packers, Josiah. And they made a cut. They they cut in his games for whatever reason, but they but they cut him. I, I don't know why. I guess he he must have messed up something too. And they were going to bring in this this new corner that they brought in, Blue Kelly. Right. Yep. Yeah. Kid from Stanford, I would have cut. I would have cut Josiah DeGuar for a number of reasons. One, he's not going to be on the team now. His contract's up, and if they bring him back, they're, I don't know what they're thinking about. Yep. He hardly ever plays offense anymore. He's their fourth tight end at this point, and just to send a message that hey, we're not putting up with this kind of stuff. I mean, he let that that blocked extra point, which turned out to be pretty big in the game. He just the guy ran right like he just stood there. He didn't do like he, there was no effort. Probably one of the more baffling things that I've seen. Like, remember when the long snapper that they had Wordle a couple of years ago? Like, he just got run over, and he was just mm-hmm. not an effective blocker. But I mean, he tried to stand in the way. Like, right. Josiah Deguara literally does not move his arms until no. Patrick Peterson is well past him. Right, and it's and it's a and it's not like he got bolted. Patrick Peterson's a fifty-year-old quarterback. Did he think? I mean, the only thing I can think of is he thought Patrick Peterson like jumped off sides and was like, "Don't move, they'll throw the flag." And he's like, "Oh, this play is going to stand. Oh, I better do something." And then it was too late. <laughs> well, whatever he thought, he thought wrong. I would. I'm big on sending messages when things are going bad. The only message this team has been sent so far is. We really don't care about this year. We're looking for next year because we traded one of our best players for a third-round pick next year. Yes. That's the only message that's been sent to the, to the locker room. And we, we traded Russell, but we got a good pick for him. So that, that, that pick ain't going to help this year. So the only message is that this year really doesn't. So if you're Quay Walker and you got a groin, well, I'm not going to play. And we're not, this year don't count. Right. So send a message. Get rid of DeGuara. Like I said, his future is not with the Green Bay Packers. He's not going to be in his fourth or this will be his fifth year next year. He's not all going to become a great player. So I would have cut him, especially since they made a move anyway. You know, they got to players got to be held accountable. 
And right now, players are not on, on the, the Green Bay Packers. Players are not being held accountable right now. I, I don't think. And have, so, have they made any, have they made any move? Like, has the player gotten benched this year? I guess Rasheed Walker for Yash, but then, but then, then he was back in because Yash got hurt again. But I mean, it wasn't. A, I mean, last season they benched Savage, but then yeah. he played and he, again, and it woke him up, and it woke him up, right? There isn't there isn't a lot of that. So I guess this comes back around to, you know, and, and maybe I'm being too simpleton here and maybe it falls more on the assistant coaches. But as far as that accountability, where does where does that stem from then? Ryan Gutenkunz. Well, I, I think it's it starts with with Matt LaFleur, right? I mean, is Brian Gutekunst overruling Matt LaFleur and is LaFleur saying, hey, I'm going to bench so and so and Gutekunst is overriding him? Because maybe that oh, is no, true. No, 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 not 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 benching, but it cuts. I think Gutenkunz makes the cuts. He right? does. Yeah, he does. And I, I, I don't know. I mean, Matt LaFleur, if he's I'm not sure there, if they he's talk. not there the way he sounds right now, he's probably getting close to telling Goody, like, hey, you got to you I, just let me play the young guy. Said, screw it. If we're only going to win seven games this year and everybody understands that and I'm safe, you're safe and we're we're going to try this again next year and hope everything gets better then get rid of the, the dead weight. And Josiah DeGuara, yeah, unfortunately has just played himself out of any meaningful anything with, with this team, and that, that can end. There's just no point to it. Tucker Kraft caught a, you know, finally caught a ball last week. He's proven to be an okay blocker. I mean, I yeah. don't think he's a chiseled NFL product. He's got a lot of work to do, but give him the snaps. Don't, don't put DeGuara out there or, or don't, you know, just put the pony package in the backfield. Instead of DeGuara and Jones or DeGuara and, and, and Dylan, just put Jones and Dylan back there. Instead. Do whatever you want. I mean, yeah, you, DeGuara's not getting snaps. I think he only had seven snaps right. off. No, he's, he's not. He's and on special he's teams, maybe. Special but special teams. Yeah. But, but we saw what he did on special teams. Yeah. He caused the pup. He, he, that was the worst play of, of the day on special teams, getting the extra point block. Yeah, and, and, and I know everyone knows it, but if they don't block, if that extra point doesn't get blocked and the game plays out similarly to how it did, then you're kicking a field overtime. goal. You're kicking a field goal for overtime. Well, maybe you were that the, the previous drive, not the last drive that ended, you know, but the drive prior to that when they drove down and uh, Love got picked off in the end zone. Maybe they're not as desperate there, and they're and they can tie it there with a field goal. Right, that's what I mean. You would. Oh, right, you, and and then they get, but then maybe if they get the ball back. Maybe that's the game-winning field goal with no time left. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could. Who be. knows? Any, in, in either case, that the missed extra point or the block—I won't call it a miss—the blocked extra point was one of the big factors in that game because it, they're only down three instead of four. Yeah, that was huge. And again, flip again. There you go. That's the difference between seven and two and three and six. Oh, is you make those plays, you don't make those mistakes. You're cleaner. I again, I'd love to know what's happening inside the building because. There's you've got beside I I can't imagine Basaccia being okay with all that stuff. He gets frustrated. I mean, finally he speaking of another one, they they finally cut Amari Rogers last year way too late. I mean, this team takes a long time to make these decisions and make some of these calls. I yes. I'm really I I'd be really curious to see, and it won't happen until after the season, but really curious to see what they do player wise with some of these I mean, expiring contracts are easy. You just don't offer them another one. Like right. Josiah DeGuara, John Runyon right. are a couple examples of are are they going to be back or not? I don't know. I DeGuara no. DeGuara should not be. De- DeGuara definitely should not be, but it'll be really, really interesting to see from a player perspective what they what they end up doing. And they'll have a little bit more money to spend next year, too. So I don't know if they can get more more busy in in free agency or not. But as far as that, it was just it was disappointing. The Packers lose another one. And now it doesn't get any easier. They come back home. So they're playing a home game, but they're they're facing the L.A. Chargers and our side of the ball. The defense has the tough matchup because the Chargers offense is 
is good. The Chargers defense is not very good. They don't have a great, great defense. So the Packers offense, I think you have more fun, more fun to talk about there. But I think that the, this is this is another litmus test is you've got a, a good quarterback with a good arm. Pretty good skill players, depending on whether Keenan Allen plays. So Keenan Allen didn't practice on Wednesday. He's been a game time decision a lot. We don't know if he's going to go. And then, as you mentioned too, before we started, the, the two tight ends, Gerald Everett and Donald Parham, are both weren't no practices on Wednesday either. So yeah, that, they're a little banged up. The Chargers' offense—that's three key. I mean, mm-hmm. Parham wouldn't be key, although he would have been with Everett out. If Everett's out, Parham's your starter. But that's now he's out. Uh, they're gone. They're down to their third tight end. They're probably going to bring up tight end off the practice squad if you know if those two guys can't go. They'll probably elevate a guy, which is big. And Keenan Allen is far and away their their best wide receiver. Yes, Mike My, Williams. Mike is, Williams Mike is out. He's already out. So yeah, he's out. That's that could if Allen doesn't play. That's the Packers got a break there. Now let me get back. I'm I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about Allen. And I'm not. This is in no means a defense of Joe Barry because I'm not here to defend Joe Barry. I don't. My only defensive. My main defense of Joe Barry is. He's Joe Barry. I mean, it's not like you hired Rex Ryan and he's playing this kind of defense and you, and you want him to play an all-out blitz and do this and that. This is what Joe Barry's defenses do. Like, they, they play two-man lines and they play shell and they and they sit back and they – when you hired him, this this is what you were hiring. So you can't – be you know, I'm, I'm – like you said, blame the guy that hired him. Mm-hmm. Don't blame don't blame Joe Barry in a lot of ways. But, I mean, I – Again, without being there, but reading, if if I'm reading Joe Barry's mind last week, he's starting the rhyming twins at corner, Valentine and Valentine, right? Mm-hmm. One guy's a seventh, a rookie seventh round pick. The other one was on the practice squad, what two weeks ago? Correct. He's nervous as hell. He says, "I got these two. Oh, oh my god, they're you know, and you know the, the Steelers wide receivers aren't bad, Johnson and Pickett and." Alan Robinson's kind of fallen off the face of the earth, but he's been around. I mean, so he's he's nervous. He's he's worried that these receivers are just going to kill his two young, unproven corners. So he's doing all he can. You can't stop everything in a game. It's really hard to stop everything. So his his guess was, I'm gonna st- I'm not going to let these receivers kill me, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm I'm going to play this scheme. And if they run, they run. But Hopefully we can not we can, can contain that a little bit. Well, they didn't it, it it didn't get contained. It got gashed for two hundred and some yards and two touchdowns. So, but that was his thinking. I, I'm, I would guarantee. I mean, that I, I've seen it before. I mean, I've in, in, in both senses where. So this was going to happen this week. Now that everybody's talking about stopping the run. They're going to gear up to stop the run. They're going to put eight guys in the box. They're going to do all kind of stuff. And Justin Herbert's going to throw for 385 yards before touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to, the the Steelers to, to some wide receiver I don't even know his name. To your point, the Steelers weren't a great, great running team coming in, but the Packers were so bad and and so out of sorts that Pittsburgh they made Pittsburgh look really good. Well, and, and, it's still, and it's still and it's still and it's still and and it's still Kenny Pickett. And I think Barry was thinking to himself, "Hey, he'll throw us a couple," and he did. He threw two two balls that could have been and should, probably should have been picked off, but. The Packers couldn't make anything of it, and we know it's a it's a long storied history of he doesn't want to get give up the big play and and get beat deep. But you you know giving up two hundred yards to me is the equivalent of getting beat deep two or three times, and I think I'd rather get beat two, two or three times deep than give up two hundred yards on the ground. It just takes mm-hmm. up too much clock, and it does it's not good for your your defense. 
I don't want to get to do either, but I mean, but I'm, I'm just saying, I think that was the mindset was I, I'm scared. I have these two young, and let me tell you something. Those kids didn't play poorly. I thought Valentine and Valentine both held up pretty well. They were okay. Yeah, they were okay. The Steelers didn't pass. I mean, Pickens didn't do much. Darnell Washington, of course, caught his one ball. I thought they they were going to throw to him because he caught one early. And I'm like, it's it's kind of the joke that I made with you last week where I'm like, he's going to have a big breakout game. He's not a pass-catching tight end, but somehow against the Packers, he will be. I think he only caught one. I think he only had one one catch. He only had but, the one but, catch. But he was re- he was largely responsible for that running game. I mean, he was yeah. He was a sixth offensive lineman out there in that game. He was he was he was knocking people off the ball a little bit. He's he is what he is. He's I remember when, uh, last year's draft. I had one scout tell me, you know, you can play him at. He said, you know, he's a tight end, but you can actually play him at tackle. He really he took some. I mean, not that you would start him at tackle, but they said you could. He's big enough and strong enough and such a good blocker that you could actually play him. At, at, at tackles. I mean, he's that kind of guy. He, he showed that off a little bit last week, Washington. But but this, you know, so this week, the Chargers run the ball. They have Eckler and they have another kid. Joshua Kelly? Kelly. I knew it was a common name. I mean, so they're they're okay running the ball. They're not – I mean, let's – let's. I mean, we killed them for last week. The prior two weeks against the Vikings and Rams, the, the run defense was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, against the Rams, Barry's thinking was – Brett Rippin's not going to beat me. So I'm going to stop the run. And, and if Brett Rippin wants to throw the ball 40 times, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and it worked. And, you know, they, they held him to three points. This week, I don't know what he's going to. I mean, I, I'm guessing he's going to. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, I, I was half joking that, that he's going to put eight in the box and Herbert's going to go crazy. Um, but that, that wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Yep. Well, incoming, not on our side of the ball, but incoming in this one is the Justin Hollins revenge game. They just, the Chargers just signed Hollins on Wednesday. Yeah. So we'll see if he ends up getting any snaps or not, but. Well, you know what? He signed them, right? Sure. This is the classic. This happens all the time. Tell us all about their defense. Sure. Give us all the inside. Well, it's it's very simple. You can run you can run all over them, and you can probably throw all over them too because you know they're just they're they're struggling. So Herbert's going to have. I think I I think it's it's you know it's it's going to be interesting because and no Corey Lindsley by the way we won't see Corey in this in this game at center uh, be Will Clap instead. But this is I mean there is one other former Packer on on the Chargers though, a former Packer draft pick even J.K. Scott. No, that's right, the punter. J.K. Scott is a Chargers punter. Yes, that's right. J.K. will be will be kicking. I'm sure he's glad it's not like snowing yet in Green Bay. But no. this this is going to be a you know it's 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 going to be an interesting one because again, good quarterback, good running back, but the Packers can they can they get pressure? You know, can they get pressure? Well, that's can the they, thing. Can they get because and I keep saying get right game, get right game, get right game. But this team just I'm they're I'm losing faith in their ability to make big plays because they're having trouble doing the simple things, tackling, lining up right, not getting penalized, not getting sacks taken off the board because they were lined up offside. It's like it's I just at this point I don't know how I can trust in anything. And you know, spoiler alert, that may play into my game pick later in the show, but. How do you trust this team? How do you trust this defense? And and you know, I know we're not here to do the offense, but on on defense, it's you know where where do we look here? Because it was just it was it was so disappointing to not see anybody at all step up last week. No, that's that's what I was saying before. Like they, I don't care about yards. I never have, but I they got to make plays. I mean, that's that's how you get off the field 
I mean, yeah, you can stop them and make them punt. Great. That's that's at this point, I'll take that. But get a turner, get a pick. You know, Keyshawn Nixon. There you go. I know it's tough. You're a corner. You're not over. His, but you know, if he can somehow keep his keep, you know, drag his toe and stay in bounds, that's a big play. Yes. Right. You know, the referee did take the one away. That was terrible. That would have given them. That would think it would have been first and goal. You know, Devondre Campbell. I mean, that's the play he made earlier in the year, right, against the Bears. Yes. Well, if, you know, if he makes it, if he makes it Sunday, maybe it's a different game. You know, they got to make a play. Rashawn Gary, come on, man! You, they just gave you, they just paid you like one of the best pass rushers in the league. Well, play like it. Don't come. And I don't want to hear about his pressure rate. Okay, I'm tired of hearing these bogus, made up stats that these people come up with now. Finish sack. the play. Yeah, finish the play. Yeah. And yeah, finish the play. Wait, how about better than a sack? How about a strip sack and cause a fumble? Right. Get it. You know, make a play. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, yeah, they sorely need it. They sorely need it. Again, you have to get that from your best players. Now, Preston Smith had the only sack last week. Yeah, he's right? actually having a decent year. He's a, is having a decent year, but he's not going to be here beyond this year. So, I don't know. we need to see the future of you know what what this what this team can do. Like, I need to, we need to see more from an Agbury. An Agbury is not a rookie anymore. So, come on, no. step up and make. You're in the rotation now. They sent Justin Hollins away because he's there. Lucas Van Ness is there. Those guys need to start like developing. And I get Van Ness is young and rookie and all that kind of stuff, but play. Then let him get out there and play because you if you don't care about this season and you said the the moves are telegraphing that, then what are we doing here? Why is Jonathan Owens, for example, still playing safety? I know I've trashed on him for a long time, but truly Anthony Johnson Jr. is there. He needs he needs these snaps. You need to know what you have in him. You're going to need a safety in this draft. You need to know whether you can draft. You need to draft a safety in the yeah, absolutely in the first round, or if you can wait until round two or three or or later. To draft one. So how do you do that if you're not evaluating these these young players? And, I, and I'm kind of talking on both sides of my mouth because I'm saying someone needs to step up and make a play. Well, that's likely going to have to be one of your your veterans and one of your your best players. And but Owens is one. That's not Owens. No, it's not Owens. But hopefully, hopefully, if if Quay Walker can go, I think that helps a lot. If Quay can go. And he's able to go, and you got him and Devondre out there because they haven't had that that tandem out there. You know, Devondre finally comes back, and Quay can't play, and so it's it's like the pot's boiling on the stove. You can't control all of them, and they're all out of, a little bit out of control, and it's hard to keep track of all of them there too. But this is this one's going to come down to getting pressure on the passer because I really I really don't. I mean, the 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 corners. I I don't know if I can trust them to make a bunch of plays. I know Valentine has done it and he he looked okay in the win against the Rams, but they were playing against a quarterback that couldn't do anything, and it's not even in the league anymore. So this is not that Herbert is is not going to. He might miss on a couple of things, but I think they're gonna they're gonna try to push the ball down the field. I think they want to try to go deep if they if at all possible. They still have Quentin Johnson, the young wide receiver out out there. So he can run and Guyton. I don't know how how good he is and how how fast he is, but they've they're going to probably try to push it a, a little bit here. Uncommon opponent on the road, you know. You you might smell a little blood in the water. I feel like I say the same thing week after week, but it's it's eventually going to happen. And maybe that might be for the betterment, like you said. I don't you don't want to give up the deep pass or give up a bunch of run yards, Mark. But maybe if the Packers get beat deep a couple times, maybe that will finally cause Joe Barry to say, hey, well, we're going to get beat deep once in a while anyway. We might as well change up our, our thought process here a little bit. And maybe that'll actually end up helping them a little bit, become more well-rounded. Yeah, it shouldn't have to come to that. But this but is such a young team. And this is this is such a young team, and they're just not playing well that it's almost like it's a mess. It's a mess this season. So that's obviously a terrible strategy. Like, hey, let's get beat deep so that we can change. Like, you don't want to... 
you know, at what cost do you want the bad things to happen so that more good things can happen? It's almost that mentality of like, hey, let's keep losing. We want the number one draft pick. It's like, well, you know, some of those guys don't work out. And so be careful what you wish for. But I just it's to me, this is very simple. You know, it's it's now this week you do need to stop the pass because Herbert is is the Chargers offense. No, I like Herbert. I, I, I feel bad for Herbert in that I, you know, we, this, this game, you could, if, if we were doing Charger a day podcast instead of Pack a Day podcast, talk about a team that's disappointing. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're four, they're only a game better than the Packers. Right. They're four and five. Uh, people, I mean, that, if you look at the talent on that, and they're not young as the Packers either. Like, they're not, the Packers are the youngest team in the league. The Chargers should not be, they're not like, Talk about a coach in trouble. Staley's got to be in trouble, mm-hmm. right? Man, that meltdown uh, in the playoffs last year, and they're disappointed yeah. this year. Like, there's there's got to be some eyes on him for sure. And like and like you said earlier, that they're you know their their offense is the strength of their team, which it is without a doubt. They lost with forty one thirty eight last week to the Lions. But look at their defense. People talk about the Packers defense with all their first round picks and they're not. Well, look at the first round picks that are on the Chargers defense. Yeah, they got Derwin Mac, James, Mac. Yeah, Bosa. Yeah, Bosa and Mac. Derwin James, Asante Samuel, was he first or second? Early second, one or the other. But he was one or the other. They, now, uh, uh, Eric Kendricks is not a first rounder, but Kendricks is there now. You're right. He was a high, he was a second or a high second. I mean, they have they have names. I mean, they, you look at that roster. If you didn't know if you didn't know anything about, about what the what the results were, and you just looked at that Charger roster and followed like the draft and followed names, you would say, oh. This, this is probably one of the best teams in the league, right? Mm-hmm. Not or four or five. So this team has been just as disappointing, if not more disappointing, than, than the Packers this year with what with the talent level. And then they, on offense, you know, Herbert, is a, I think he's a real good quarterback. I don't know what why he's not – I mean, his numbers, I guess, are pretty good. Allen, a very good wide receiver. Now, Mike Williams, did, he was a first-round pick. He did get hurt. He, but, but again, Packers have injuries too. Mm-hmm. A lot of injuries, like we mentioned him earlier. So, yeah, this is kind of like the disappointment game in a sense in that both teams probably thought they'd be better. Um, I don't know. The Packers, some people didn't thought this was what, what they were going to be. But I think even the even the most pessimistic Packer fans or Packer observers didn't think they were going to lose to the Broncos and the Raider, Raiders, although both of them teams have played better since. But anyway, this is, good. This is an interesting game. It's in Lambeau. And I know any idea what the weather is going to be? Have you looked? I haven't looked, but I will tell you that the Chargers are three-point favorites and the over-under is set at 44. Right. So maybe that's, mean, a, maybe that's a good time for us to transition into how we think this one's going to shake out. Okay. I think, I mean, I'm, I, I can't pick the Packers to win this game. I, got, I wouldn't be shocked because, again, the weather could be a factor. And those California boys don't like coming in. The, and they don't like cold, windy you know, nasty weather. So if it is on it, again, I have no idea what it's going to be. It's going to be partly um, sunny, 47 is the high, 32 oh, is the low. That's not cold. I mean, that's not Green Bay cold. That's 47, it's cold for L.A., but it's not It's not freezing cold. So right. that's not bad at all. Yeah, I just think, and again, like we, like I said, when I, when, I, when we started about the, I, I was encouraged. That was probably one of the first times in, in a long, long time that after a loss, I didn't feel that bad. I thought, oh, you know what? They lost. Steelers aren't. The Steelers are six and three. Tomlin's a very good coach. Yes. Any game that any game that Staley's coaching, the other team has a chance. I really believe that he's such a bad coach that that he does just he just does knucklehead things in the court. If the Packers can keep it close, he can find a way to screw it up. Yeah. 
He really can. No, he's um, he's proven he's proven that. And then you've got on the on the flip side, you've got a you know struggling Matt Lafleur. Not that he's made the the kind of gaps that Staley has, but it's it's coach on no, coach. No, nah, he doesn't do. Matt doesn't make those kind of mistakes. I don't. Not in my opinion, anyway. He makes. I'm more. All right, we're, we're almost out of time. But my biggest complaint with Matt Lafleur is everybody says fire Joe Barry, right? Right, and I'm not. I'm not going to argue with anybody that says that. And they, they but I don't know if I trust Lafleur to hire his replacement. Right. No, I agree. Uh, has he shown that he's hired? I mean, maybe he doesn't hire. Maybe maybe Goody does the hiring. I don't know. But yeah. I don't know if I. I don't know. I just. I mean, Barry's not good, but maybe the, maybe the next guy won't be any better. Right. No, that's very possible. It's very very possible. I mean, some. It's it's amazing to me too. But there are blind spots in some some guys' approach to building a staff. To where you're just yeah. like, what? I mean, I guess you could almost say that when the Packers hired Mike Pettin, that was he came in after Capers, right? Correct. And so it was almost like, okay, I know Mike Pettin is, but am I? Should I be excited about this or not? Are you just hiring somebody who's similar? I get that you have to be able to work with that person, and and you know we don't know all the intricate details of the relationship that some of these guys have with the coaches that they hire, but you've got to have. You know, you, you've got to you've got to endear your players and you've got to have your players playing hard for you. And everybody gets is all, you know, drooling over the Lions coaching staff because we saw them on Hard Knocks last year and we see what the Lions have become. And everyone knows what Dan Campbell is and his staff and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't have to necessarily be that, but you do have to endear your players. And I just don't see I don't see an inspiring staff that's leading no. this team this year. And Matt no. LaFleur put it together. So to your point. Right. Yeah. And like. Like you talked about guys not getting better. A lot of that's coaching. Like a, you, you talked about Engabara. Yeah, he looked as a rookie. He looked like there was some promise there. And this year, I don't, I, I don't see any improvement. I see right. regression through the mm-hmm. first half. But he, I'm not ready to give up on him. He's only played a year and a half. But to me, sometimes when young players don't get better, now sometimes it's the player. Like I said mm-hmm. before, player. But but when they show something, and then they don't. Are they being coached properly? Are they being put in the rights? You know, that old that old coach coach talk, I have to put the players in better position. Well, are they being put in the right position? Are they being are they being coached up to are they being told what to watch on the other I mean, when they watch film of the other team, are they being to, are they watching the right things? Are they are they seeing what that other team does and say, Okay, when they do this, we have to do that? Is that happening? I don't I don't know. I mean I, I know good teams, that's what they do. Right. And right now, this isn't a good team. No, they're not. Well, their record does. You know, if you if you think they are, then their record doesn't reflect it. But no, they're not. They're not. They're definitely you are not. What your record says you are. Okay. Yeah, no, that's 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 very true. So what what is the what's the oh. final score on Sunday? Oh, I don't know. Twenty-seven, twenty-one, Chargers. Okay, so you have it close. Yeah. I mean, I I kind of want to close. Yeah, forty-four points. I mean, I I kind of want to do my joke because I just you know fifty-two ten Chargers. What difference does it make, right? But right. I'll I'll go. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm I see. I don't know. I think they get. I think they get to thirty. I think it's more of like a thirty to twenty. Yeah, we're close. Chargers. I just don't trust the Packers defense until they until they show me better and the Packers show me better. I'm not going to pick them. See, so you're giving them an extra field goal. That, that that I gave him. I Staley, he'll have a chance to kick the field goal to put it away at 30-21, and he'll go for it instead and won't get it. 
It'll yeah. be 27, 21. It'll be some kind of a mess. Well, it's a it's a gold package game, but it's a Sunday afternoon game, so I don't think we're going to have any crowd issues like we did against the oh, Lions. No. So I don't want to hear any. Fans, nah. They don't travel. They're, who are they? How many are yeah, right. there? I mean, they don't, they, they don't go to home games. They don't. Right. They. They. Yeah. There. There was video of like I think when the Chargers were in the playoffs, there was video of like a local bar and the game was on, but everybody was just talking about other stuff. They weren't even paying attention. <laughs> like they were. They didn't even know what was going on. So we're not going to have the huge no. influx of opposing fans at Lambeau Field this weekend. So it should be a louder home crowd. I just hope that we give them something, or the Packers give them something to cheer about. And it's not, because it's going to be tough, because then, then they, and four days later, they have to turn around and, and play the Lions on Thanksgiving. Then they get a little mm-hmm. bit of an extended break, and then they'll host the, the Chiefs and in a game that I think you're scheduled to go to or you're, that you'll be at. So I will be there, yeah. That's going to be a tough, that's going to be a tough one. It's going to be, you know, it's it's a tough stretch. This is probably based on the way that two, the, the the three teams are playing. This is probably the most winnable game, and it's at home. So I think you, if you want to, you don't want to go over three. You're going to have to beat the Chargers. I think. Oh yeah, you're going to have to I beat mean, the Chargers. I don't. I don't think you're getting it done against the Lions on Thanksgiving. I think they have too much pride, too much mojo going for them. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Yeah, unless Patrick Mahomes gets sick between now and then, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, a real tough one. No, it definitely will. Um, it definitely will. But I mean, yeah, I mean. Again, this team, like I said, a play. Uh, give me four plays, and they're seven and two. Mm-hmm. But but they're, they're not. not. But no, they're, they're not. not. Yeah, exactly. that's the bottom line. Because and and good teams find a way to make that play. Bad teams find a way to do what the Packers have done this year: drop an interception, don't get a call, don't don't get you know the ball bounces out of bounds instead of going their way. Whatever you know, like that one inter- that one. Well, I think they won that game anyway. But remember that what was a play a couple weeks ago where the ball. 99 times out of, when a Wicks fumbled, he caught the ball on the sideline and he, and he fumbled. Yes. 99 times out of 100, that ball rolls out of bounds. Right. Instead, it popped right in the air and the guy caught it. I mean, that just, that, <laughs> that's the kind of year it's been, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. It's definitely very frustrating. Well, you teased it earlier about what's up at Packer Report and what's coming up. So what do we got? Well, what's coming up, I'm going to look at, and I think this is one of the, there's, there's a lot of problems this year, but. One of the one of, if you were optimistic before the season as I was, it was that you thought that the twenty twenty two draft class was going to take major steps and be a and be a key to the team's success. Well, other than the two fourth round picks, we really they really haven't gotten much from that from that that draft class. So the I mean, Dobbs Dobbs and Tom have been have been good. They really have. I, I got no. I like both of them. I think Tom especially has been. He's probably the, their MVP right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and Agbray's story is still unwritten, but it doesn't look. He's, he's not looking great so but, far. But he's not. Get, but he's not doing better. Right. Why? Why it's not doing what I expected from a first round pick? Walker has been hurt. I'm not even going to mention the second round pick. Sean Ryan can't still can't get on the field. Right. You know, we can go on and on. Yeah. A couple of guys aren't even on the team anymore. Right. The kid, the carpenter, he's somewhere else. He was in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, he's on a practice squad, right? Yep. Walker playing, but not, you know, he's had his ups and downs. Um, Tory now isn't even dressing now. So, right. yeah, that, that 2022 class that we all got kind of excited about mm, hasn't been real exciting. Right. No, that's good. That'll, that'll be a good one to read. And I'll have a Quick Slants podcast up on Monday, recapping the game on Sunday. Packers Chargers at Lambeau Field as we head into the home stretch of this season. And, I don't know, depending on how you're you're looking at it, it's there's nine games left or there's only nine games left, right? So we'll see how that we'll see how it all shakes out. We'll be back at it again next week. Thanks everybody for listening to the Thursday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Hope everybody's having a great week. Enjoy the weekend upcoming. And as always, go pack go.